and welcome. Anyone who's been to Merchant City Yoga on a Sunday knows how much I love catching up with everyone over a cup of my freshly brewed spiced chai. These Sunday chai sessions really bring everyone together. A true celebration of friendship, community and connection. And as these COVID restrictions continue, I want to try and capture some of that magic and share it with you at home. So I've invited some familiar faces from our MCY family to chat with me online over a cuppa. I'm affectionately calling them the chai sessions. Pop the kettle on, get yourself comfy and come and join us. Okay, so thank you, Nicola, for joining me for a wee cup of tea and a bit of a chat today. So let me just say to folk who don't know you that you've been teaching the beginners class um, here at MCY um, for longer than I can remember. I did have a little look back um, this morning before we came on to chat, but I couldn't find when I handed over the class to you. And, and interestingly as well, it's the only class on the schedule that is one of the original classes and still in its same time spot. So the Ashtanga Half Primary is one of the, the, the only other original class, but it's moved about the timetable a little bit. So, so this is the only one um, that's still in the original time spot. Um, so yeah, I couldn't remember when it was a handed over class to you. Yeah, it's been it's been a number of years now because I know when I was teaching that beginners class, it's such a lovely class, and um, what I was always working really hard to do was to to try and make people feel welcome and supported, uh, because I think it's a really hard thing to do is uh, try and get across to people that they don't have to be anything or do anything before wow. they come to class. And um, I think it's something that you do just magnificently well is, is make people feel so welcome and so comfortable um, there in that beginner's class. Thanks very much. That's, that's really nice to hear. It's, it's really important to me. Um, there's so much out there telling people what it is to do yoga, isn't there? There's so much in the way of um, photos and videos of people who've got super bendy, stretchy bodies and they're, they're really fit and healthy and in their absolute prime and this is what yoga looks like. Mm -hmm. um, it's just not the way it is for, for most of us. So really the last thing you want is for someone to feel they can't come to the class because they're not this kind of media image of what yoga should be. Nothing could be further than from the truth. Yeah, it's like the two faces of yoga, isn't it? It's like how it appears online and you know if you're following some of the social media um accounts and then how it actually is when even as teachers we get on a yoga mat it, you know doesn't really look like doesn't look like any of that at all there's nothing less edifying than looking at a photo of yourself in a posture when you think <laughs> i've nailed this posture i'm going to teach it and then you see how it looks hmm no, not at all. People will often say to me, oh, you're a yoga teacher. When they first meet me, you're a yoga teacher. You must be really bendy then. And I go, no, I'm not actually. No, 
or the other one is oh you must be really calm all the time you must be really zen and I'm like no that's why I do yoga because I'm mental <laughs> without it I know I know and even during the week moving you know slipping away from being nice and calm and zen to back to mental again and then along comes the next class or the next wee bit of practice and it's a reset that's what's lovely about it hey so why do you think I mean obviously yoga has never been more popular everyone's heard about it it's what we might call mainstream now why do you think it is that although people know it's really good for them and they should probably do it and it would definitely help that they still find it really hard to come to class they, for that first time maybe why why do you think that is I think it's like a lot of things that we know are quite good for us or that we feel might be a wee bit of a shift in our lives you know we kind of um hesitate to take the first step and the, the busy mind that busy mind that we talk about so much in our classes just keeps popping up new ideas of how you're too busy or you're too tired or you're not bendy enough or you don't have the right clothes or there's so many little barriers that come up and I've seen so many people come along it's amazing the way people come to class they might come along full of bravado you know I'm really fit I'm just here for a stretch or they might come along absolutely petrified of seeing people actually shaking before going into the class and I just love that because I know in an hour's time they're going to be thinking thank goodness that was okay you know it's not like going to the dentist you know <laughs> sorry to any dentist for listening <laughs> um, it's it's actually really quite nice and yeah I, I've experienced it myself so I can be a little tentative about things that I think I really want to do and it um, can take me a wee while to get around to it. And I remember very well trudging up the steps to the to the old yoga studio and thinking, what's this going to be like? You know, I remember last week, everyone, I'm thinking about an Ashtanga class. Everyone was very fit and able. And I was thinking, I, I can't do this. Maybe I shouldn't be here. But, you know, that, it's, it's just a human thing that we all do. And so because I know that feeling very well myself, I love when I see people taking that first wee step and just give it a go <laughs> what's the worst that can happen like the old uh, yeah yeah well. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean I find that as well like you know been practicing a long time now and I find that even if I'm going to a new teacher or or maybe a new studio that is a little bit unfamiliar I still get the nerves you know you don't want to be the person who doesn't know where the loo is or the person who doesn't quite know what's happening in class and um, I don't know like what I find quite funny when teaching classes the people who clamor to get to the back of the room and I'm always like I can see you back there as well I, I can walk about <laughs> I can stand up and see you yeah I've got a love I've got a perfect story of that Judy my very own experience about a year and a half ago I went down to London to see Eckhart Tolle speaking and while I was there I had to go to a yoga studio and did all that arrived early nervous like I'd never been in a yoga studio before and um, the lady told me where to put my things and where to go for the class so I did put my things where they had to go and then I went into the class and got myself busy with a block and a mat and everything and realised the previous class hadn't finished yet. 
As I got comfortable, I looked at the teacher and I thought, <laughs> oh no! Excuse <laughs> <laughs> <Give> me. <laughs> That's brilliant. You can't do anything. You can't do anything wrong in my class. That, that you know, you come to my class, you don't ever need to feel silly. There's there's no faux pas that's too silly for my class. Oh no! Or the other one that that often happens. I was going to say though. I hope if anyone's listening and they're in two minds about coming to your class, they know now that anything goes. Anything goes. Um, you know, when you walk into class and you're not sure which way is the front. But you know, how would do you know when you're kind of looking around, seeing if anyone else is laying their mat down? Mm-hmm. And it's like you're just kind of sauntering, taking yes. your time, waiting for someone else. Oh, yeah. yeah. I always in the studio try and make that all go away, you know, like make sure that I say to people, This is Chris, he knows where he's going, follow him around, or I'll be right in in a minute, just find a wee spot, you know, and just make all that go away. There's no, um, there's no need to feel, goodness, if you did sit down in the wrong spot, if there is a wrong spot, face the wrong way, you know, it doesn't matter because I'll soon be up at the other end saying, look up here, you know, I'll introduce something from up here. Of course, online, that, that kind of goes away because people are in their very own space. So, again, I completely sympathise with anyone who finds it a struggle to find a little space in their house to put a mat down because sometimes I'm practicing right beside my bed, which is here beside me now. Sometimes I'm through in the back where um, all the kids' toys are, where I have to push all the Barbies out of the way so I can get a mat down. You know, we're all kind of in funny times just now and, and you can have your own wee box on the screen and have your own little space and you don't need to be worrying about facing the wrong way at all. Yeah, but it, it's hard, wasn't it, the take, the take? thing the text race it is a, I think it's a real hurdle and, yeah. and it's a hurdle for all for all of us because I know you know even in the beginning when we were talking about taking classes online um I was really reluctant because my story about myself is that I'm not techie I don't really understand um, and there just seems to be so much that can go wrong um and, and it does go wrong um, but I always try and think that it's actually a little bit like, you know, when we're in the studio and the fire alarm goes off or the lights don't work yeah. or, you know, the, the odd occasion that one of us locks ourselves out or forgets for keys or like it's it's things like that, that that seem much more manageable or your bus is late or it breaks down or you miss the train to get class all of these things seem much more manageable than just something that's not plugged in or not working right or needs to be switched off and switched back on again yeah i wonder why we feel as if we've got to make it perfect whenever we use a computer you know i also i know it can be a little off-putting for people because they say oh, i've been on a screen all day i really don't want to do yoga through a screen mm-hmm. and i do hear that from people and i feel it myself because i have a another job too that isn't anything to do with yoga so we're not uh you know we're all in the same kind of situation if, if you feel you get a lot of screen time and you don't want more but in the class I always make a real point of um going inwards with people you know I want people to to experience what's going on in their bodies and and how their how their minds kind of chatting to them and and moving and getting into the body 
even though you're kind of getting the sort of input through the screen, I'm, I'm seeing the same people coming back week after week after week, even people who think that they get too much screen time. So I'm encouraged by that because like yourself, I had all these ideas about who I am and what my teaching is, you know, and my teaching involves being in a class with people and generating a kind of a shared experience, if you like. I don't want that to sound too scary for any beginners. Um, <laughs> but, you know, how do you do that through a screen? And yet I have the same groups coming back week in, week out. So there is something there, I think, that the people are able to generate that little space for themselves. And you don't need to be up staring at the screen because I try to give as clear verbal instructions as I can and I can hear myself speaking so if it turns out that I say do you blah blah move your foot here or whatever and I think well doesn't make any sense at all nobody moved and I find a different way to say it and see if that helps and demonstrate obviously don't you think it's quite hard work um doing the classes on screen because as a teacher in the studio you could set people off to do something and then go around and help or go around and check in. But I find I have to demonstrate a lot more on screen, so I'm kind of working along with you. Um, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely. The, the demonstrating is much, like it's definitely a much more of a requirement so that people can see if they're not very sure, they can look up and, and have a wee look and see um, what you're up to, which is really different from how all of us, I think, would be um, in the studio. And I think it's... It's important to be clear as well that none of us like how we look on screen and none of us like how we sound <laughs> either. And, and I think it's just that we just have to front up to it. <laughs> you know, it's to be able to, to, to teach yoga, which is what we all love to do. It's like we just need to front up to that hideous feeling um, of seeing yourself on screen. I know. And that, that near impossibility of not going, <gasps> what's wrong with my hair or oh my goodness you know these like I said earlier I thought I was much better at that posture than I actually am <laughs> see it on screen oh. it's all internal it's all internal oh <laughs> uh, yeah so I mean listen from all the people that have come through the beginners class over the years are there any that that kind of stick in your mind maybe those ones that that were a bit hesitant that were a bit reluctant and and had a lot of you know goods and valid reasons not to come along um, and what their experience was when they they finally did what I, what I really what really stands out for me is when i've had conversations with people at the very start and they've been very like mm, I, I need to do something i don't know what it is you know i'm very stressed or i'm not sleeping or my body doesn't feel good to me or some, I need to move or I need to do something different and, and they're so tentative about it and they're just about going to give it a try and then you just see that whole it's almost like a kind of a falling away of I suppose it's very visible in the shoulders isn't it just a bit of a falling away and a smile you know or a wee bit of a laugh or one of those little silly moments where um a person realizes that actually I could just come and do this and nobody's nobody's even looking at me everyone's busy in their own little shell so you know thinking of um one person in particular who had started to talk to me about a sore back you know and 
she she was clearly in a lot of discomfort and we started with just the littlest movements just a little see how it goes little move this way and see how it is and move that way and see how it is and stop if it's not right and just over the weeks she kind of unnoted whatever spasming was going on in her own body you know her own back became that bit more comfortable for her and it's just something so powerful about knowing that you've got tools for your own self to use so you might come to a class on a Monday night and pick up some ideas about how to move but maybe on the Tuesday we'll move a wee bit more freely and then in the Wednesday you might remember and do a wee bit for yourself just think that's amazing and then so people sometimes you think they want to come to the class to pick up the basics or to to maybe get over that feeling of discomfort in their body or for some reason they want to come to beginner's class and then they're still there two years later because they're just deepening as they go and they've decided that this is where they want to be and that I think takes me to think about the, the the really clever thing about yoga is that you might start by saying I can't do this or I can't do that and you get a little bit better and then you realize that you want to go a wee bit further than that so you're next thinking oh I can't do that so but your body opens a wee bit more again and then a wee bit more and it's like the the most basic postures that seem to be not doing anything much at the beginning they just develop and develop and develop so you might be sitting up with a nice tall spine thinking well that wasn't very hard but you get better and better at it and it's just something that you keep doing so so people can then keep coming to the beginners class if they want to and they'll be just deeper in the posture so the very new beginners will be a little bit less far into the posture that the ones who've gone a wee bit further will just deepen yeah, that's definitely something that happens, isn't it? We see the same faces coming back. Again, in fact, it's sometimes quite hard to encourage them to, to maybe take another class. But I mean, that's certainly something that I always say to people when I'm talking about the beginners classes is it is not just for beginners. There's always something that you can get out of it. And it's such a lovely class. It's such a lovely piece um, as well. So, do you know, have you got any kind of, practical things that you would like to share from your own experience that might help people make that step so i think i'm quite naturally a reserved person i think when i think about my kind of where i am on the scale of extrovert to introvert and back again i'm definitely towards that introvert half People kind of jokingly call me a kind of high-functioning introvert, you know, because there's a little bit of show-off in there too. It's a weird thing, and I think that the 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 key for me is to just sometimes think, like, just give it a go, you know, because what seriously, what is there to lose? Um, you might just come along and spend an hour and fifteen minutes with me, going, I just don't like this at all, or I don't click with her, or you know. All of my fears were confirmed, but I bet they're not. I just bet that you just find a wee something. So it might be that wee space that you've allowed yourself to just be peaceful for, for me to just direct you where to go next and just allow that to happen. Or maybe the chance to expand your breathing a wee bit that you might find um, so beneficial so many people benefit so much from some very simple breathing techniques that we we repeat and we 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 learn from week in week out um yeah i, I think 
I think that's the practical tip is just give it a go. One, one evening, um, one hour and a quarter and just see how you feel at the end of it. It's, it's what kind of does it for me. So all those many, many years ago, I, I've probably been practicing for over 20 years now. And I just, I just know the very first time I went to class, it was like, what's happening here? And, and this is, this is weird. And, uh, you know, I can't do this. And, and other times I've gone uh, with my sisters or my mum and it's all been a bit of a giggle, you know, I still kept going back. And, and for some reason, every time I went along, there was just a wee bit of just a wee bit magic spending an hour with yourself isn't it <laughs> yeah. it's okay to do that yeah and something just um, popped into my head there as well that it's worth seeing because I think what I always say to beginners is try a few different classes and you know I'm sure you're the same I can't tell you how many people have said to me over the years like friends and family oh yeah I tried yoga once but it wasn't really for me and it's just there's so many different teachers so many different styles um, you're in so many different places yourself all the time it's just try a, f a few different ones and and if you haven't felt comfortable or supported or welcomed then try another class with another teacher um, some, some, we all like different things don't we we all like different foods and different things to drink and different ways of being spoken to and different types of instruction, different types of movement. So you might come along to my class on a Monday night, try it and then go, mm, mm, don't know, we didn't move enough or we moved too much. And then have a wee look at the timetable and see what else there is because there's other classes that are for beginners. Do you know, I even think sometimes people may not consider themselves to be a beginner. So they think, well, I can't go to that one and that's the slot. I would love to go on a Monday night, but I'm not a beginner, so I'm not going to that one. You don't have to be a novice to come to the class. And people can switch up. I see people come into other classes with you, come to me sometimes, and then they go back to you. That's all lovely and very, very welcome. And what, what I like to do is mix up the styles a wee bit. So with the greatest of affection for Ashtanga, which was life-changing for me, absolutely life-changing for me. can go into that in more detail another time. Um, with the, the greatest of affection for it, it's not for everyone. And, and some people's bodies aren't ready for it just now. And some people don't feel like that level of activity. And so we do a little bit of breath work, a little bit of postures that come from Ashtanga. We take other other ways, whatever whatever seems like the right thing. And I'm, I'm a huge fan of um, bringing the season into it as well. So right now when the ground's all frosty and the nights are long and... Um, Everything's very still and quiet. We don't necessarily want to be throwing ourselves all around the yoga mat and getting all hot and sweaty. Maybe we want to be moving inwards and seeing what's going on there. Equally, when you get to May, June, July and the sun's blazing and uh, everything's alive, who wants to be sitting all enclosed like a little quiet, dormant shell? So we're trying, I try and uh, bring the season into it and kind of uh, harness the energy that's in the air at the time of the class. Yeah, and I have to say as well, if the, the faces at the end of class are anything to go by, best relaxations ever too. <laughs> it's the best bit, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Isn't it funny for some folk that's the hardest, but it's like, for me, it's just properly the best bit. Um, yeah. But some people just find it so hard to lie still for a few minutes and 
not do anything. Like it seems like you're wasting time to some people, or it seems like a big mystery and not comfortable at all. What's going on while I'm lying here with my eyes closed? Should I have my eyes closed? Is, is everyone else lying still? Oh, that's the worst, isn't it? The fear that you've everyone fallen else. asleep. <laughs> everyone else is up. What I do, yeah. So, so I've always been one for falling asleep, right? So I lie down in Shavasana and even as a teacher have to be careful don't fall asleep however my friend who I used to go with uh, to, to an early class 22 years ago 1997 I think oh I must be quite old um she used to get so annoyed with me how can you relax like that she would say you were actually asleep there how can you do that and I'm like how can you not <laughs> It's, it's a skill you have to develop over the years, I think. Um, some of us are just a wee bit more prone to relaxing. But she now comes regularly to class and she seems to benefit from it, so I'm good. She did a whole load of 10K runs and, and bashing herself around at gyms and other classes and things, and now she's kind of come round to coming to class every week. So I've only had to work on her for 22 years, very quietly. <laughs> Yeah, bringing her over to the dark side. Nice. I think that's a lovely place to stop. So even if it does take folk 20 odd years to, <laughs> to, to be able to relax, um, it's a worthwhile thing to do. Nicola, thank you so much for taking the time out of a wee cuppa and a wee chat. Thank you. Thank you. It's lovely to talk to you. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you enjoyed our chat. If you've got any questions, you can email me or find us on social media. And until we can return to our Sunday chai sessions in the studio, I'll see you here next time.